G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Tomorrow is a big day in America. It's their annual Thanksgiving Day. But Pastor Greg Laurie says it's important for us to have an attitude of gratitude. Doesn't matter what day of the year it is or where we live. Our rejoicing on Thanksgiving Day and really every day should not be based on what I have materially. It should be based on who I know. Why? Because possessions, they come and go. Friends, they come and go. But God does not come and go. Jesus comes and He stays. This is the day when the lost are found. find the concept of being thankful more challenging in 2020. After all, it's been a year of trial and tension, uncertainty and unease all around the world. Some have suffered loss. But today, we'll learn that being thankful, no matter where we are, springs from an attitude of obedience. It's a choice to have a thankful attitude, even in a less than ideal circumstance. Glad you're along today for a new beginning as Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to exercise our gratitude muscles. Well, big day tomorrow, Thanksgiving. Yeah, gotta love that Thanksgiving meal. How many of you like the Thanksgiving meal? You like it? How many of you don't really like it? Not everyone does it. Well, you don't like it, get out, because that's un-American. No, seriously. Uh, Of course, you know, it's the early celebrations of Thanksgiving were different than what they are today. Uh, I read that actually they would have eels as a part of their diet, which is pretty gross. And I even read that they ate eagles, which to me seems sacrilegious, considering our uh, bald eagle, the significance it plays in our nation. And I emphasize the word bald because that's the important part of the eagle to me. But uh, I don't know about you, but I love stuffing. I love uh, mashed potatoes. I like gravy on everything. Uh, we, Kathy, my wife, does a special little thing with sweet potatoes and melted marshmallows on them. You ought to try that. Those are very good as well. And of course, turkey. A little cranberry. A little cranberry is nice on this side. Especially if it doesn't have the lines of the can in it still, right? It's even better if it's a little bit fresh. And then the turkey. Uh, I prefer white meat. How many of you like white meat in the turkey? How many of you like dark meat? Right. How many of you like the drumstick? That's very, that's a big gnarly drumstick. You know, that could be a weapon if necessary. And, uh, and yeah, you know, there's only two drumsticks per turkey. I heard about an industrious farmer. I've told you this before, but, but he, you know, he wanted to make more money. And he said, I've got to figure out how to produce a turkey with more than two legs. So in his experimentation in his laboratory, he actually came up with a turkey that had six 
legs. Someone said, that's incredible. How did it taste? He says, I don't know. I could never catch the thing. Because <laughs> six legs can't move quickly. These are the jokes, people. I, have, I don't have anything else for you. But uh, if you brought your Bible, and I'm sure you did, I'd like you to turn in it to two passages, Psalm 100 and also we're gonna be looking at 1 Corinthians 11. And the title of my message is How to Have a Happy Thanksgiving. How to Have a Happy Thanksgiving. So tomorrow we celebrate Thanksgiving. And you know what's so great about this is it's a uniquely American holiday. It doesn't commemorate a battle or anyone's birthday or an anniversary. It's a day literally set aside with the specific purpose of giving thanks to God Almighty. Don't believe what the revisionists tell you. Many of our founding fathers were very committed Christians. Not all of them, but many of them. And even among those who were not strong in their faith in Christ, they believed the Bible was the Word of God and they had a respect for God and they understood that God gave us this great nation. And so a day was set apart by our first president, George Washington, to give thanks to the Lord. Now fast forward to today, we don't even know what to do with it now. For many, it's just this thing that's sort of in the middle of two big things we've managed to monetize, starting with Halloween. Did you know that on Halloween, Americans spent $8.4 billion, an average of $89 per person. And of course, at Christmas, around $486 billion will be spent purchasing presents, etc. But Thanksgiving is sort of in between. Uh, it's an altogether different kind of bird, no pun intended. And for many, it's just that little thing where we get together and stuff ourselves before we go shopping till we drop, right? Because it's all about Black Friday now. You see a lot more promotion for Black Friday than you do for Thanksgiving Day. In fact, uh, traditionally, Stores used to be closed on Thanksgiving Day, but now many of them are open. We don't even call it Thanksgiving on many occasions. We simply call it Turkey Day. But I can tell you it's not a good day for turkeys at all. But what is Thanksgiving about? Well, originally, as I said, it was a day set aside to give glory to God. But for the Christian, every day should be Thanksgiving, minus the turkey. Otherwise, you're gonna weigh a lot. But to every day we should be giving thanks to the Lord. We should have an attitude of gratitude. In fact, studies have been done that have revealed that when you have an attitude of gratitude, your health will be better and you will actually live longer. A study was done that revealed people that gave more gratitude toward God and gave thanks for what they had, had less heart issues, they had less aches and pains, and it affected their outlook on life. Dr. Robert Emmons of USC Medical School said, quote, gratitude blocks toxic emotions such as envy, resentment, regret, and depression, which can destroy our happiness, end quote. Interesting. So let's see now what the Bible says about Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be reading from Psalm 100. And it's identified actually as a psalm of thanksgiving. So read along with me. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. 
Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Powerful Psalm. There's a lot there. Psalm 100 was originally given to the people of Israel. And we're looking at them together. They make the very long trek to the wilderness, ultimately arriving in the promised land. And the Lord said to them, when you enter into the promised land and settle down in your homes and you have plenty to eat, don't forget me because I led you out of the wilderness and brought you into a land flowing with milk and honey. And this can happen very easily to us as well. You know, when we're in trouble, when we're facing crisis, oh, we call on the name of the Lord, don't we? But when things are going reasonably well and the bills are paid, and everybody's healthy, and we have food in our stomach, oh, we can start to forget about God. So the Lord is saying, I want you to remember to give thanks to me. They needed a reminder, and we need a reminder too. So this is a reminder, and who is this addressed to? Verse five, to all the earth and to all generations. So this is not just addressed to Israel, it's addressed to all people and to all generations. It's to young people, it's to old people, it's to people in the middle. It's to all generations. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And on the eve of a very big day in Pastor Greg's home country of the US, he's speaking about gratitude. And he points out that it's important all throughout the year, also for us here in Australia. We're looking at Psalm 100 with Pastor Greg Laurie, considering the importance of thanksgiving. I want you to notice something now about this psalm of praise. The message of giving thanks is given to us and not a word is said about things. Nothing is said about things. In verse one, you find the word Lord. In verse two, again, you find the word Lord. Same with verses three and five. So here's a takeaway point. Our rejoicing on Thanksgiving Day and really every day should not be based on what I have materially. It should be based on who I know. Again, this is not based on what I have. It's based on who I know. Why? Because possessions, they come and go. Friends, they come and go. So does time. And in time, even your health fails you but God does not come and go. Jesus comes and he stays. And I love what it says over in Hebrews 13, five. It says, let your conduct be without greediness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know, there's gonna be so much pressure put on you right now to get the perfect gift for someone else. And for others, you're hoping someone else will get that perfect gift for you but I bet you can't even remember what you received last Christmas. But it was such a big deal before that but so much of our focus on getting this thing and that will bring contentment or, or that will bring me what I'm really seeking. But God says, no, let your life be without greediness. Be content with what you have for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So this is a focus now on what we should be doing this time of the year. And there are five Thanksgiving commands. Five Thanksgiving commands. Here's Thanksgiving command number one. Express your praise to God openly and loudly. Express your praise to God openly and loudly. Verse one, shout 
to the Lord. Let's just do that together. Let's, let's say hmm, hallelujah on the count of three. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Let's try it again, but twice as loud. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Ah, that's good. That's shouting to the Lord. Isn't that great? And we rarely shout to the Lord, or we'll shout at our team, or we'll shout at the television set, or we'll shout at each other. But how often do we shout to the Lord? Actually, it can be translated like a trumpet blast. The Bible tells us in Psalm 47:10, shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. So really what we're told in the Bible to do is verbalize your praise to God. Hebrews 13, 15 says, offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. That's important because there are times that I don't want to shout praise to the Lord. I might be more in the mood to shout at God my complaints. But I'm told to do this and sometimes it is a sacrifice to bring my praise to God, but I should do so anyway. And so that's Thanksgiving command number one. Thanksgiving command number two is to serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Look at verse two, that's what it says. Serve the Lord with gladness. Every Christian is called to service. Sometimes I think we falsely think that there are certain people that are, quote, called to ministry, end quote. Oh, they're called to be a pastor. That's their job. Oh, they're called to be a missionary. That's what they do. Or they're called to be a worship leader. Or they're called to hold a job over at the church. Well, no, that may be true, but every Christian is called to serve God because God has given spiritual gifts to every believer. Uh, we're all uniquely blessed by the Lord with special talents and gifts. There are natural talents that God gives us. Some people are naturally athletic. Some people are naturally uh, clumsy, aren't they? Accident prone even. Some people are talented and they can perform music. They can play instruments. Other people think they're talented and they can perform music, but actually they can't at all. Some are artistic. Some are good at crunching numbers. Some people sort of are big picture people. Others are small picture people. But everybody has certain talents that God has given them. But then there are supernatural gifts that the Lord gives to us as well. Spiritual gifts, they're called. And we're to find those gifts, develop those gifts, and use those gifts in the church. In fact, over in Romans 12, uh, verses six to eight, Paul writes this, and you can turn there with me if you want, but it says, Paul writes, in his grace, God has given us different gifts to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, then speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, well, be encouraging. If it's giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, then take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Notice that phrase, do it gladly. Do it with joy. You know, some people make serving God such a drag. And I don't know why. You know, I've told you before, I have two imaginary characters. One is named Bobby Buzzkill. And uh, he's married to Debbie Downer. And uh, wherever they go, they just have a storm cloud brewing over them. So maybe you're sitting around the table having a good laugh. And so Bobby Buzzkill says, you know, really, we, we ought to be praying right now. 
let's just pray. Well, that's a good idea, but did you have to say it that way? But it's just the way they deliver it. Uh, a while ago, I was uh, over visiting our church in Maui, and I went to a little restaurant I like there. And uh, they have a great burger. So I went in, and, uh, and I was standing around trying to decide what I would order. I noticed someone ordered a hamburger. Some guy, and I walked over to him, and I said, that's a good burger, isn't it? And he, he was getting ready to eat it, and he said, yeah. And then his wife said, wait, are you Greg Laurie? And I said, yes. She said, my husband isn't a Christian. <laughs> and uh, in fact, he, he, he really is misled and deceived. And I wonder if you would just speak to him right now. The guy's just holding his burger. <laughs> she was Debbie Downer for sure. I actually felt sorry for the guy. You know what I did? I just kind of pat him on the shoulder. I said, God bless you, man. Enjoy the burger. And I walked away. I thought, there's a time and a place for everything. And that lady did not set me up for success. <laughs> don't be that person. When you serve the Lord, do it gladly. Don't do it as a mere task or as drudgery. Or do I have to? Do I have to read the Bible? Do I really need to pray? Oh, to church again? Didn't we do that last month? Are we going again? That's not right. No, we serve the Lord gladly. The Christian faith is a happy faith because it's a hopeful faith. Because we have hope in this life and we have hope for the afterlife. We just had Randy Alcorn out last Sunday and he's just such a wonderful guy. And he reminded us that God wants us to be happy. And he reminded us that we serve and follow a happy God. And that is given to us many times in scripture. In John 15, 11, Jesus said, I have told you these things to make you completely happy as I am happy. I love that. Because we don't think of Jesus as a happy guy. We think of him as sort of a sad guy, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, as Isaiah 53 says. But that was describing how Jesus felt when he was about to carry the cross and bear the sins of humanity. But he wasn't always a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He was a smiling person, a joyful person, a happy person, the happy God. Pastor Greg Laurie with some good insights into the character of God as he presents the five Thanksgiving commands from the Bible. And obviously we have three more to go which we'll consider tomorrow right here on A New Beginning. At the same time, tomorrow, hope you can join us. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It's called How to Have a Happy Thanksgiving at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-005011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 